0: to the Broadcast Basement On-Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. This is the Zmar Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch Zmar.
1: Open enrollment is in full swing, so I wanted to bring out some current news that's happening in the last week or so. The January renewals for employers that have under 50 employees are are just now coming out this week and actually some of last week. And so if you're an employer listening to this message, your broker probably has it in-house or it's going to be at their fingertips anytime soon. They may not be ready for you just yet. Um, they're obviously reviewing everything that comes in, or they're supposed to be, and then obviously comparing it to see what else is out there. But what we're seeing is compared to last year, there's definitely some increases going on in the Chicago land market. I don't know uh, specifically what is causing this other than the anticipation of higher claims going forward. As we all know, when COVID hit, a lot of the non-essential or non-important or life-threatening stuff had to be put to the wayside so they could be ready for the COVID patients. And that's a big note to bring up because the claims are way down in in a lot of spots throughout Chicago because they couldn't fill the hospital beds, they couldn't fill the rooms because they were all waiting for the COVID patients. In some cases, they were filled, in other cases, they were not. And so, The overall claims for some of these have not had a direct impact, but it's too early to tell. But I do believe the insurance companies are padding the premiums a little bit for the impact of 2021. This brings up a good note. I would definitely consider looking at other options. Uh, You may end up staying with the same plan, just annoyed with the increase. However, you definitely want to look at other options and give those other carriers a shot, you might actually save or bring back the premium and cut your increase in half or eliminate it altogether. If you're Above five employees, uh, it's easier with 10 employees that are enrolled in a health plan. I would definitely consider a level-funded or self-funded program because some of those premiums are going backwards compared to the fully insured. I'm encouraging to look at that. There is a little bit more risk. There is some trade-offs, but the premium savings and a little education to the base, your employee base, will pay off in the long run. And in some cases, you could actually eliminate requirements for PPO networks and add in extra benefits and still save money over a period of time. In regards to provider networks, that is another option to consider. A lot of people like big PPOs or they like a broad HMO so they have more flexibility and choices which is great, but just reconsider to soften some of these increases by looking at smaller networks depending on what is available in your area. There may not be hospital systems in a particular area, but if things are moving in that direction, you're going to have to make that move at some point just to save some money on premiums. I know every year that we always go through this game of increasing deductibles and changing copays around, and it seems like that's the only solution in in many cases, but one thing that employers could do to help with that premium load or reduce the premium load is encourage your employees for higher out of deductibles and co-pays which is contradiction to what i just said but implement a reimbursement program so that way up to a certain dollar amount your employees can get reimbursed for having that extra exposure but it will soften the blow on some of these premiums and then it may actually cost you less because people are not using their deductible as often as they might think, and many people are not going to the doctor as much as they think. Those are just some uh, things to consider while you're exploring these increases. Um, I have not seen too many cases the premiums are flat or reverse on a fully insured group. It's going to be more of an increase, and you're going to have to take a look at that and consider some options, but you may end up being the same, and that's fine too. We have employers that are just taking and leaving everything the same because they don't want to make any changes right now, which is a good point because employees are a little bit concerned about what's going on too. So we need to soften any changes that are going to occur for them as well as just making it easier for them. So you may want to implement a wellness program. I know last week I mentioned that wellness programs may not have a direct impact on premiums necessarily, but it has a direct impact on your employee and their well-being. And so, and that also turns into productivity in the marketplace. The other thing we're, we're seeing is to help c- control c- overhead costs is streamlining the benefit system. So, putting benefits in HR and payroll kind of like quasi and similar, same system or reducing the amount of touches that an office manager, HR professional, or owner is actually doing. And so, it'll make it easier and then even put automation in there so that way. Just one less steps or multiple steps that you have to go through in order to operate your business from an HR benefits perspective. It's a quick case study on client. They make, uh, we're just going to call it widgets for office spaces to actually increase morale in the workplace. It's actually a unique system, kind of incorporates a little wellness too, but They needed to minimize the number of touches. They did have some turnover, and every time they turn over, there's all this extra paperwork of onboarding, benefit offering, payroll services, and everything's all over the place. And so they're looking for ways to actually minimize those touches. They wanted to take these things off the desk and, and figure out a different way to do it. So we streamlined their system and be able to put it all in one spot. When an employee gets onboarded, it's one system and it produces reports on the back end. So you could either have it directly related, connected to payroll in a lot of cases, Otherwise, you could produce payroll reports and do the entry into the payroll, but you're not doing multiple sheets of paper and different onboarding programs, but you could have it all in one spot. Information and training for the employees. They log in, they could actually see the benefits side by side, what their payroll deductions are gonna be, what's the cost to them, whether they have families or not, instead of you having to manually compute some of those or ask your broker and get them engaged, and uh, it just makes the system streamlined. You could actually do benefit reports, asset management reports, and PTO tracking, right, in the same system. So what it did for them was uh, just take a lot off their desk um, to minimize time. And obviously, time is money, and they're able to operate a little bit more efficiently as they start scaling their company. If you own a business,
0: Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you, that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a health care plan to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708 535
1: just bringing up other case studies, a client of mine that came on board many years ago, I'm just going to call him a m- machine shop in, in the suburbs of Chicago. They're under under 50 employees, so there's no requirement to provide health insurance benefits. Anybody that needed a health insurance benefit was buying their own health insurance, and the employees were doing fairly well, so they didn't qualify for any tax credits from the exchange, so they were all burdening the costs of individual health insurance. And so one day we had a call, they were looking for exploring some options, they were trying to figure out some of the employees were starting to complain about the premiums, if there's another solution that we can put in place. And so, on average, when we came in there and provided a group plan, the, this company had a number of employees, but they were still under 50 employees. And so, but on average, for the employees that were paying for their own health insurance, just in similar benefits, ended up saving somewhere around 15% on their premiums. And this is huge. It's putting money back into the household for their families. In addition to that, they added a pre tax benefit. So that way, any premiums paid by the employee are coming out pre-tax, and it reduces your overall tax liability for the employee. And so that savings could uh, actually be closer to 20%. That's a huge impact. If the average family was paying roughly, and I'm going to make this number up, maybe $20,000 a year for easy math. And if they're saving about 20% in premium uh, overall you're talking about $4,000. And so it's a pretty good impact to your employee base by making that move. Just because the employer mandate doesn't apply to you necessarily with penalties, but providing that value to your employees creates retention and more motivated employees. In some cases, the employees actually went and reinvested that money and actually bought additional products, such as an accident policy in case there's injuries, and then cancer or some other serious illness policy to put cash back in their pocket. Actually, within the first year of us doing this, one of the employee's kids ended up getting an injury. They went to the ER because they weren't sure what was going on. And then because they added the accident policy, uh, they're instead of paying two, $3,000 at the ER to figure out what's going on, x-rays and whatnot, it was actually reduced to a much lower deductible within a couple hundred bucks and so uh, the the remaining portion of the bill was reimbursed by the accident policy that was purchased by the employee and so overall for the same dollars that they were actually spending and they were still coming out ahead they actually reduced their claim expenses by adding additional products in the workplace and which was also being paid pre-tax One last case study I wanted to go through, a small little entity in part of the city of Chicago, a little catering company, insured them on the individual basis for many, many years. One day decided that we wanted to explore some group options. They were having some turnovers with employees. They thought benefits might actually help. So we explored it and the owner ended up himself ended up saving 28% on the premiums which is quite drastic uh, and it's similar Uh, i think he might have been a little higher of a deductible so maybe there was some trade-off but he was willing to take some of that risk and obviously he was happy by the premium savings premiums were a little bit larger just based on age because they, I always say you're worth more when you get older, so they charge you more. So what he decided to do is he was already custom to paying that premium is that he redistributed that savings back into the employee premium base. And so he actually offered them a better deal by providing more dollars going back into the healthcare program, so reducing their premiums overall for the employee base. This was a huge impact to the employees and as a result over the years. One of his employees left to go to school, and then the first call they made when they were finished with school was to come back and work for that company because of such a positive impact. I'm not saying health insurance was the key item or the only item. I'm just saying it was a piece of the puzzle to help create loyal employees to that company. So with the open enrollments going on, if anybody needs any help, assistance, second opinion, you're always welcome to call my office, 708-535-3006. If you need help, great, and we become a consultant for you, great. Otherwise, get the help you need. Even even other insurance agents that listen to this podcast, if there's assistance you need from me, feel free to call. I'm happy to pay it forward. Uh, just there's a lot going on with the open enrollments. People need help now. People need some uh, different, uh, see things from a different lens. Second opinions are great. I always say I don't always have to be your first guy you call, but you, I could be your second guy. So make sure you get the advice. Ask around. Make sure you get all the data collecting because this open enrollment is going to be key going in 2021, especially if you want to be the employer of choice. And so that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast. And i look forward to talking to you guys again next week.